Hello, Angie. <laughs> You're so funny. Welcome back to the podcast, Angie and friends on a podcast so thrilling isn't it <laughs> isn't it so thr- don't i act really thrilled i know you're like it's so thrilling yes it, it is, is the most thrilling time of the week actually it's just fun to sit down and have coffee with you yes yay thank Which, you by the way i i've been doing this thing where i go and get you know those cappuccinos in the machines i go and get one of those machine cappuccinos and i bring it back here and i add a little to my coffee as if it's creamer oh you taught me that i've done that once before so totally not healthy but and addicting. Shush. <laughs> now, you're, now you're stepping on some toes. Anyway, we won't talk about addictions. No, <laughs> please don't. Oh, but I do want to talk about, I, I do, I, this is a subject you and I, we haven't really talked too much about it, but we're both doing it right now. And this is seasons in life. So let's talk about seasons in life. People have heard from previous podcasts that my whole life is... <laughs> completely changing. I almost said upside down. It's not quite upside down. No, but in the midst of a lot of planning, it can feel upside down. Oh, it's just, I don't want to plan. That's what I have you for, right? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I don't want to plan a wedding. It's just too much work. No, it's just so much going on. Mentally, I've just got so much on my plate right now. I have some personal relationship issues that I'm dealing with and I'm dealing with planning a wedding. I am still dealing with all the concerts we have to do this this summer. And so it's kind of getting all blocked in my mind and weighing down on my head. Got some other things that are on the side that are weighing on me. And I know, well, I just made your summer busy too, because <laughs> I <laughs> recruited you for Rock the Lake. <laughs> so I mean, it's and the wedding. So now I'm, you're going to be really busy too. Double duty. And you know, it used to be when I was younger, I used to I didn't like it when the seasons changed. And I'm not talking about fall, winter, spring. Neither, yeah. I'm talking about when one season of life kind of ended and then you had to move into the next. And I think about winter, it has to come. You have to have that dying of things so right. that the springtime you can have new stuff. And I remember the first time when my friendship group changed as a Christian, we had a small group and these people we did life with for years. And then all of a sudden, now we're all moving into different locations And it was hard at first, but then I found it was okay because we can still stay friends. We still had that commonality of Jesus, so we can catch up really quickly. But at first I had to mourn. I think mourning is important when it comes to seasons. We have to mourn the past season. We have to be okay with it dying. I think that we get in a lot of trouble when we hold on to the past season. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm processing this. I've never heard of it that way, but I understand what you mean. Well, for instance, I keep <laughs> Uh-oh. You're like this. every time I think about getting married and all the things we have to do to combine households and to get stuff in order and la, 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 la. every time I think about all this stuff, I even said this to our pastor the other day that was doing marriage counseling. I said, you know, sometimes I think I'm just good single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just easier. Yeah. You know, it's just sometimes I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm all right if I just kind of stay where I'm at. And he chuckled and he goes, that's OK. That really is okay. But that's where I failed to mourn. I have been a good single. I was very good single. And God showed me some incredible things that I would only know from being single. And now he's taking me into a new season of life. And I can't be that person I was before. You know, I used to always joke, being single is awesome because I don't have to clear anything with anybody. I can go do what I want. I can make my own decisions. And now I find myself... Not asking permission, but just having to notify somebody. And I think, oh, I haven't 
I haven't told Tom that. I need to tell Tom that because that involves both of us. Right. So it's this whole new season. So I have to let go. It was a great time of being single, but it's time to move to that next stage wherever God's taken me. Right. Uh, so morning. Have you had seasons like that? I mean, you guys did a lot of transitioning with military, so I can imagine that you felt like different seasons as well. I've been in recent conversations with a girlfriend of mine. They're getting ready to change duty stations and they've moved three times since the six years we've been here. Oh, wow. And they're getting ready to move again. And so I was talking to her last week and she's really freaked out, really stressed. They have six kids. And I sat there with a little bit of a guilty conscience thinking, oh, I'm glad it's not me. Because I remember how stressful that was. Oh, yeah. Saying saying goodbye to your friends, but knowing that you can still be friends, but your relationship's changing. Mm -hmm. You're going to a new place, meeting new friends, new church, ever. I mean, everything entire. You're picking up your world and moving again. I think about our friend Sandy. Yes. She's had to do this numerous times yes. with the kids because they move all over the world. Yes. Talk about major, major changes. But it becomes when you do that enough then it gets easier and easier. But I think when we, you're talking about singleness to marriage, Brian and I reflect on the fact that our life keeps changing with our kids. Mm -hmm. And there are crazy, crazy seasons with that. We talked about this last week about that's what's consistent in life. Change. In not so many words, but yes. Hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to stay put, but I've never thought about mourning a season. Although... As crazy as it sounds, I think there have only been two times, maybe three, that I literally have sobbed after significant changes in my life. So maybe that yeah. was the morning. And it was, I don't know, when Brian and I got back from our honeymoon and we got all set up into our house. We lived above a coffee shop in Bluffton. Nice. And I remember, I know it was, I worked there eventually. But anyway, um, I remember laying in bed, just lost it, sobbing and sobbing. And Brian, new husband, was kind of like, oh, dear God, what, what's going <laughs> what on? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I just sobbed. And he was like, what's wrong? I'm like, what if I don't do this well? What if I don't do it right? What if I get it wrong? What if I'm not a good wife? What if I can't take care of a home? I mean, all of these things. But it was giving up what I knew and what I did well yeah. to the unknown. So maybe that was my morning moment. And then it happened. My gosh, flashback. It happened again when I graduated college. And it was this, I have a degree. What if I can't get a job? I did college well. I knew how to live that life. Yeah. But now I'm now you gotta be even an adult. grown up. Yes. And I was married at that time. But still, maybe that was my morning. Not realizing, but that sobbing, that release of emotion. Yeah. I wonder if that's what it is. I'm not saying I'm that sure you're going to. I'm sure that gonna, that was. But I'm not saying you're going to cry here anytime soon. But that was for me now that I'm thinking through that. Um, I haven't cried over it. I've just realized that I have to let go of my singleness in favor of growth in this new area. And that's how it's been over the years. I mean, I've gone through divorce. And so I've had to mourn that marriage, which is a really big deal. Right. And it's it still comes up even today. Isn't it just not just mourning the marriage? but mourning what the possibility could have been. Right. You, yeah, you're mourning everything. That, yeah. Going through a divorce is a big deal about lost dreams and stuff like that. Right. So it, seasons come and they go, but I think that that's how we grow. We grow into the next season. And I'm excited about what God's going to be doing in our lives as we 
come together as a married couple and what kind of ministry he's going to put us in. You know, there's already been some some things that we've seen that we can do together in ministry. One of them is obviously music because I lead worship and play the guitar and he does drums. He's a drummer. Yeah. And I've already been in contact with one group um, who does marriage conferences and they were like, we'd love to have you come do worship because we'd be there for the marriage conference anyway. Oh, awesome. So, I mean, that's one idea. But there's other things. You know, now we're walking this step family path and I'm learning a lot of things and I'm trying to reach out to people who know about step families and have the support groups and things like that, which I haven't found one around here. And so I was talking to Mark even, you know, maybe we need to have a step family conference where we bring out wow. Ron Deal and there's a need for that. So who Absolutely. knows? Who knows what God's going to do? I'm learning a lot about the step family. <laughs> but you, you were spot on when you said there's a lot of growth and change. Yes. It doesn't feel good at the time. No, it doesn't. And we talked about that with our pastor the other day and, and talked about the different things that we were going to have to go to, through. And that's when I brought up the whole, maybe I'd like to just stay single. <laughs> well, but you know what we do? We put ourselves in a situation where we're stuck. We feel stuck and we want change, but we're not willing to change because we're comfortable where we are. Well, it's why I don't exercise because it's painful to right. exercise. And you know, I got to fix that too. <laughs> right. But it doesn't matter. Fill in the blank. It's, it's yeah. this, that, whatever it is. It's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. One of the things that Ron Deal says in his book, The Smart Step Family, he said, I have a lot of appreciation for the couples who are reading this book and have decided that they're going to engage and they're going to walk this walk because it's not easy, but you're willing to do it. And I told that to Tom and he said, absolutely. That's where we're going. We're, we're willing to walk through it because we know that we've been restored. We know we've been healed and we've gone through some great things with God one-on-one and right. him and I, God and I, and Tom and God. And now healing is going to come to our family. And so our kids need to have that same healing of things that didn't get healed in their past. So right. it's actually pretty encouraging. It's just going to be super tough. Right. So seasons in life, we have all these, I guess this is why I like spring so much because it's newness. And I didn't realize that the first day of spring, I was meeting my future husband, you know, I knew him, but I didn't realize that was the day that he was going to come into my life. First day of spring. Isn't that crazy? It's beautiful. With guns in our hand. Yeah. <laughs> which is even more fun. <laughs> Don't mess with us. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. So our summer is going to be super busy. You and I both in totally different directions. When are we going to have time to have coffee? My goodness. It's just nutty. We'll just have to find time for a lemonade. Oh, lemonade? Do we have to have lemonade? Come on now. Uh, Water with lemon. I can do water with lemon, which I guess would be a lemonade, but it's not. We'll find time, friend. Is the pool open? Let's just do the pool. No, you know what? (laughs) We're waiting until June because the weather's been so crazy and there's a chlorine shortage. There's a chlorine shortage? Don't let the word get out because we don't want people to stockpile chlorine. We're on a podcast. Why is there a chlorine? What? So my mother-in-law. Nobody has bleach left. No, my (laughs) mother-in-law. Right. My mother-in-law called me. Oh my gosh, Nicole, I just heard on the news. You, there's a chlorine shortage. There's a chlorine factory that is shutting down. It's one of the major distributors, blah, 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 on and on and on. I'm like, okay, thanks. Well, I want to give you a heads up because of your pool and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, thank you. Sure enough. I go and I tell Brian, he did some research and we may or may not have quite enough chlorine in our garage. Really? Yeah. 
You're kidding. No. And then what you do get is going to be super expensive. No, actually, we're okay. I mean, well, anyway, the point is the pool is opening later because there's a chlorine shortage and the weather is still so cold. I mean, my stars, it was 50 something this morning. Oh, it was wonderful this morning. Okay, anyway. Birds were chirping. It was a nice, cool, crisp morning. I'm from New York. Come on. New York. Okay, speaking of change, (laughs) I've realized that my future husband likes the house at 72. Uh Uh-oh. And I like the house at 62 (laughs) because I'm from New York. Uh I like to have a cold house and lots of blankets. And so um, my future is how are we going to make that work if we sleep in the same bed? Have you talked about that during premarital counseling? No, we're going to get. No, we did because we were talking yesterday. He was all bundled up. He wears like three or four layers and I'm I'm good. You know, right. (laughs) And and we just kind of nonchalantly talked in. And our pastors were like, hey, do you find yourself cold all the time? And I said, I'm a New Yorker and I like it just a little bit on the chilly side. So when I walked out nice the door chill. this morning and it was like 46 and birds were chirping, it was beautiful to me. Whereas probably Tom would be in five layers of coats. Do you know what the birds were saying to one another? I'm sure it was something about the beautiful creation of the day. Why? Have you got a joke? You got to do a dad joke. Not a joke, but probably like, this is ridiculous. This is me. It's not supposed to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's too cold. You, yes. go get the, you go get the worm this morning. Yes. No, I doubt that's what they were doing. But that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Little birds. Anyway. Yeah. So there's so many adjustments. I actually said jokingly, kind of, kind of jokingly to him. <laughs> I said, um. I'd like to have an extra bedroom that's like a guest bedroom that also can put, I can put my office in and then maybe sleep in there if I <laughs> need you to sleep by myself. did <laughs> not. I know. Isn't that terrible? Yes, actually it is. No, is it terrible that I would want to have my own bed sometimes? I'm not used to being married. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't even know how to respond to this. It's been 13 years since I've had to share a bed with somebody. Okay. Well, let's just get through the day and then you can figure it out from there. (laughs) Well, in August, I'll figure it all out. I guess I'll adjust, but it would be nice to have a guest bedroom just in case. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. You know, you can say whatever you want, but I don't have to agree with it. So it's all good. So what happens if somebody's sick and then they need to go sleep in the other room or they snore? You can go sleep in the other room. Is it so bad? Really? I'm not saying it's bad. It's weird, but I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I do know somebody that did this. They had a king size bed and they, they were fine because they don't, you know, right. sit next to each other, sleep next to each other most of the night anyway, because it's a king size. But she had an extra room because when he gets snoring bad, she can't sleep at all. Oh, when Brian snores, I just kick him and then you, <gasps> you kick him. I totally do. Does I he don't... remember? No. But it's like, and then he stops for a little bit. He stops for a little bit. And then I'm like, is he dead? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what would you what's do? You kicked on? him too hard. Yeah. Well, and I think I had mentioned before when he was deployed, it was hard for me to sleep. It took a long time. Did you have any, anybody snoring next to you? No, because nobody was there, but he'd snore. So when he came home, I actually stayed awake and listened to him snore because he was there. Aww. He was home. So it was. That's so sweet. It was sweet at that time. Sometimes now I'm all like, ah, so I <laughs> Wish do have I had to an go. extra bedroom. Yeah. No. <laughs> but but he, because we have a king size bed, it's harder to kick him. <laughs> it's further away. But I have to remember back to the season of life when I missed his snoring. That's that's what yeah. continues to get us through. Yeah, it's all new. It's all new for me. It's been a very long time and it's all going to be very new. Yeah. So seasons in life, I guess I'll adjust. I could adjust to anything. 
it's just, you know, again, I'm morning having my own bed. Right. (laughs) Back to the morning. I'm morning having my own bed. I personally would like to get another tattoo. Now I kind of have to clear it with him. Not get permission because he's okay with whatever. But I have to discuss it with him. Right. Because as a married couple, I'm his. He's mine. Blah, blah, blah. We're one. No, I don't think you have to discuss it with him. However, out of respect and love for him. Yeah, you probably should. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's that. what I mean. That's yes. what I mean. It's not like a permission thing. Yes. But I, I, yeah, it's it's something that we make. It also costs money. So right. now we have or we're going to have shared finances, which is a whole nother. Oh, my goodness. How yeah, did we do this when we were younger? It just seemed so much easier. Now when we're like older and we having to combine households. It seems like such a chore. What? I'm just listening. I'm just listening to you going on and on. on, and about on. The, Do I sound like I don't want to get married? No, I think it sounds like that you are realistic in advance, which will be healthy for you to talk through, process all of this instead of going in blindly and thinking everything's going to be hunky dory. Oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, you would think that when you're older and your kids are out of the house and all that stuff, it's going to be so much easier. But mm-mm, nope. And I, I love our premarital counseling. I think it's fantastic. It gets so many things going. And I've been listening to books, audio books, mm-hmm. and I've been sharing those with him. And then there's another book that he recommended because he has it. He hasn't finished it yet. And I started listening to it on Audible. And this morning I called him and said, oh, my gosh, I love this book. We have to sit down and discuss this book. You want to know which one it was? Yes, I do. It's from Danny Silk. You know who Danny Silk is? I do not. Let me find the book. Danny Silk is from Bethel Church. Okay. So Danny Silk wrote this book. It's called Keep Your Love On. And we were discussing it in home group. I don't know how we got to on the discussion, but somebody goes, one of the best books I ever read was Keep Your Love On. And everybody else in the room was like, they were supposed to do that as our small group study. And we really want to do that. And anyway, such a great book that I told Tom that I wanted to sit down and actually go through it with him because there were so many things when I was listening to this book that I want to talk to him about. And it's just, it's really good. And I haven't even gotten that far into the book. So I went ahead and bought it on Amazon. It was like $12 to buy it on Amazon. I've already bought the audio, audio version. But anyway, there's, there's a lot of deep diving that him and I've been doing, not only with our premarital counseling, but just in life. I'm reading The Smart Step Family with Ron Deal. Actually, I have that one on audiobook as well. And I have this one. So when I'm driving, because of course, He's like an hour and 10 minutes away from me. Right. I have a lot of opportunity to listen to books on tape <laughs> or audio books. We don't That's have tape great. anymore. But I, if I really love the book, I end up buying the book. So I've already bought the, well, I didn't buy the audio version of the Ron Deal book with Step Families. I got that through the library, but I bought the book because there's all these discussion questions in the back. And so Tom and I are going to go through those discussion questions because now he's listening to it. So anyway, that's just how we have decided how we're going to march into the next season of life because we realize it's tough. I like that. You said march in. March in. We've got to be determined. Yes. And determined, but prepared. And that's what I hear. I hear from you the checklist of all the things to be prepared for. Yeah. I, I almost don't even. Well, which is why you're helping me. I don't even want to plan the wedding. It's just too much. I've got a plan for the marriage. Right. I don't care about the wedding. That's and most just a people, thing I have to do. Most people flip that. Yes. And it's they don't more think about, about the wedding and not the marriage. Yeah. And then where does that land? And you? I just want the wedding to be easy, simple, get it done onto our lives. But there's a lot we have to plan for for the marriage. And 
They say it takes five to seven years to blend a family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all of our kids are going to be adults and it's going to take longer because they're all out of the house. Right. So it's going to take this at least that seven years. I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, how in the world do you do that? I just can't even think about it. It's just too much on my brain. It's, It's a joint effort from everybody. Yes. You can only do so much. So there were things, like I said, I'm learning so much. I had no idea that this was going to be a thing in our marriage. I just had no idea. Anyway, one of the things that I that I read the other day that I told Tom I really want to do with our kids is each kid is supposed to do a journey, a journey. How did he put it? It was like a map of some sort. Yeah. And they needed to explain what their life was before the divorce, what they experienced through the divorce, how their lives changed after. I mean, there's like all these different things that they can talk about and and actually write that out all the way to the current day so that we understand each other's journeys and how it affected us. Because my kids don't know what it was like to be a single mom all those years and then to be a single mom with no kids at home and no spouse. There was just a lot that I experienced differently from them. So in order to understand each other, this will help my future husband understand where I came from and where I'm coming to. It'll also help me understand my stepchildren, where they came from and how to, you know, be a healthy part of that story. Anyway, I just thought it's a great thing. And I hope that all of our kids will decide that they're going to participate. Are they aware of this? Do they have an opportunity? No, we're going to talk to them about it this weekend. So hopefully they will. Hopefully they will want to participate. I mean, it's really about a creative way of listening. Oh, sure. And even if they don't want to let you read what they write for them to be able to think about it and put it on paper, it's going to help them a lot. Healing. But the whole idea is for them to help us understand where they came from. Right. And it's a completely safe. There's nothing that can be right or wrong about it. Right. It's their journey. They're telling their story. And again, talking seasons, they've gone through these seasons of life and it wasn't their choice. Right. And so how does a kid who doesn't ask for that change, how do they adjust? I cannot personally put myself in that position because my parents stayed married, even though it was rocky. Right. But a lot of times they stayed married. Your parents are still married. Right. So it's hard for me to understand what those kids had to go through. But they also don't understand what I went through because they only saw me half the time. Right. And then they moved out. They went on with their lives. And I've completely changed since the time they've moved out. I've just grown more in the Lord and I've done more things and I have a whole different ministries. You know, right. There's a lot. They don't understand that. And one of the things that my closest family and friends are saying to me is, you never talked about Tom. Like, where did he come from? I'm like, well, I, I had this whole circle of people that I got with every month. It was a completely different circle than, than you guys were involved in. Right. And so he and I were part of that circle. There are members of that circle who are friends of mine that would say, well, yeah, we, well, we've been doing this for four years. Right. But everybody else is going, where did Tom come from? Right. <laughs> right. Well, the season was that we did worship once a month and we did dinner and we had fun together. We all just, we didn't always fellowship. Yeah, it was a, it was a group of worship leaders that we all got together to, to help out one friend and, and the church. And yeah, that's what we did once a month. It was really, we looked forward to it. We sat through the church service. I always sat with Tom through the church service, sometimes sharing raisins and almonds. Right, right. (laughs) Told you about that story, right? Yeah. (laughs) That I brought peanuts the next time and he was allergic. Anyway. (laughs) I didn't, he didn't eat them. (laughs) But yeah, so I can, I forget that people don't know my story. You know, my, my best friend doesn't understand my story because she's, while she's still my best friend and we've connected on a really deep level, she hasn't lived my life since I've moved half an hour away from her. Mm -hmm. 
and that's been years since, well, it's been about 40 minutes. So no matter where I've moved, it's been five years in one location and now another year here. So that's six years that I have not been doing life with my best friend, except for church and other stuff. So I am learning, oh yeah, people need to know my story. I didn't realize this until I sat down with my pastor one night and he said this to me. He said, tell me your story about you and Tom, because I'm like, he was, he's not involved in my personal life, except for the fact that he's my pastor and boss. But he was like, who is this guy? Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. Right. And I explained to him the story and he said, that's really great. I didn't know any of the background. And he's like, there are people in our congregation who probably don't know this as well. Maybe you'd might share something sometime. I was like, oh yeah, people don't know our story, which is why we did the podcast. And I have been, I have been up and down in the last week and a half. Do I keep that up? Do I take it down? You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you want people to family, friends, whatever, to understand your story or just accept it and, and love you regardless, because there's nothing unethical, immoral or illegal about what's going on here. Right. right. But I think there's a difference between having acceptance well, and I, just understanding. I, where- I've pretty much come to that morning place where I, I know that not everybody's going to accept it because it's not working the way they would choose. Right. But I would like them to understand at least our story, which is, like I said, part of the reason why I did the podcast and talked about it right. because people needed to understand our story. But I guess I left some things out because I've gotten a little bit of feedback and had to explain it a little bit more. Again, I don't know what they don't know. Right. <laughs> right? And so I'm, I'm trying to be um, gracious. And, and, you know, if people have questions, they can ask me. I'm, I'm not. It's just I'm going through this season right. and I feel like at times it's coming at me from all different directions. And it's a lot of interpersonal communication and relationship building. Oh, my goodness. And I don't know if there's a harder job in the world than to build relationship with people and to maintain that. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And so sometimes back to the seasons thing, I've had seasons where I've had people as really great friends and then we just lost touch. It wasn't anything but that was the end of the season. Right. But they're still friends. Right. Anyway, enough about me. Oh, wait, it's my podcast. It's all about you. So speaking of seasons, just to kind of wrap this up, this has been season two and we're going to take a break because as I've already counted on one hand, all of the major life changes that are going on in even just my life, but you as well. And there's just too much. I can't, I don't have the mental capacity to keep this up every week and it's been bad. I haven't been every week. Angie, here's the thing. You and I, we, whoever's listening, anything, we cannot be all things to all people. That is not our job. Right. That's what God is for. Yeah, that's true. And I'm still going to be here, you know, on the air. I just didn't need to take a break from the podcast. So hopefully we'll be able to get back together. We're on a break. Yeah. For the first time. It's been a year. Oh, come on, friends. We're on a break. Oh, no, not not you and I on a break. We're friends. What are you talking about? This was this is a dad's reference. Thank you. A dad joke gone bad. I don't watch friends. Remember? I don't watch that show. Um, no, I don't remember. And now this is a game changer in our relationship. <laughs> we have to sit down and binge Those watch it. Those are some classic moments. Sorry, I'm not a TV watcher. Unless it's The Voice or American Idol. Except. Yeah, except. Fill in the blank. Anyway, yes. <laughs> seasons and change. So when we we're get. on a break. Yes. When we get back together. You'll be married. Fall, I'll be married. I mean, there's just. We'll be post Rock the Lake, which I'm super excited about this year because we're going to go back to the beach. Praise Jesus. Yay! 
And I just, yeah, I'm sad that I'm missing out with conversation with our friends, but it's kind of, it kind of needs to be. So how am I going to be here? Just, you can text me. So here's what I'm thinking for those faithful podcast listeners. The to few, re- the two people that the are two faithful. people <laughs> that are faithful. Hi there. But, <laughs> just saying hi. But to just challenge and encourage and say, okay, Lord, what is my season right now? What should I be focusing on? What should I be saying no to? Yeah. You always say it. You're giving up good for great. Yes. Sometimes there's really good things in our lives, but they have to kind of wait because I got to choose a better thing or something that's more important. And I'm prioritizing. Yes. And even though I love to do the podcast, I can't. And I I applaud you for that. Well, I appreciate that. So we'll have to find other ways to have coffee. Okay. (laughs) While we're wedding planning. There you go. (laughs) That'll work. So everybody, we will see you in the fall 2021. We'll come back. You're going to come back, right, Nicole? I'd like to. And maybe we can come up with some ideas on, you know, what to do with this podcast and how to bring in other people. And I don't know. Level up the podcast. Come how do, this how fall. do we level up? That's the thing. Right? Oh, my head's already spinning. A new season. Although it is you, although it is your podcast, so I it's can't. Our our podcast. That's it is the our, first time you've ever said that. It is our podcast. It might be Angie and friends in the morning, but I'm the Angie and you're the friend. Remember, you're the representative of the friends. Okay. See, <laughs> friends. <laughs> You are. All right. So maybe we'll come back and beat Angie and Nicole on a podcast. How about that? Ooh, interesting. Hmm. I better look pretty every week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So everybody, we will see you guys in the fall. Bye. Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.